How many people are excited about being here? You know, isn't it exciting that we have the privilege to come into God's house and fellowship with one another and share this message? And the Lord was just speaking to my heart about this statement. Sometimes when I'm praying and reading different things and, and maybe there's a scripture that just jumps out. And, and you know, God talks to, to all of us different sometimes, a lot of times through his words. Sometimes it's a little nudge. Maybe it's for me. A lot of times is, is that 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 small, still voice will just kind of get a little bit louder, a little bit louder. But I want to say this. We have the ability to just squelch, squelch that. But we don't want to do that. So that's I want you to lean into when you hear those whispers of the Lord and line it up with his word and see what God is teaching you and sharing. You know, uh, just like our note from our brother today. What a blessing. And there's things that's going on in your all's life, too. That, that's amazing. So with that, we're going to share today. That's the title of our message. Now, do you remember as kids, your parents would always teach you to share? Do you remember that? Uh huh. We still have problems with that. <laughs> Sometimes we do, you know, especially with your brothers and sisters, you know, face it with your, your brothers and sisters. They're the first people you come in contact with, you know, and you spend more time with them than anyone else in the beginning. And, and do you find that hard, you know, to share with your brothers and sisters? I thought about that, you know, and I had a, a small family, just me and Donna. My sister's about six years older than me, and she was really good about it. She was really good about it. I probably wasn't as good about it, you know, in the beginning because I was the baby. I want it, man. If you yell, you got it and all that. And if you yell too loud, you got it. <laughs> you got it. Stop. Knock it off, you know. And so with those things, I thought, you know, uh, when my folks were showing us about sharing and teaching the things, I said, was, was it really ever an option? <laughs> there was no option at our house. You will share, you know. And my, and my folks were big on that. And to this day, my mom still holds the bar high on that, you know. And looking back, I see where she was training us in, in, in ways of motivating us. In acts of love, just like our scripture here. Hebrews 10, 24. We're going to do a little bit more reading. So if you got your Bibles, you can open up to uh, Hebrews chapter 10. But this is our launching point. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Man, how would, how would the world look if we took that to heart every morning? How would our family look if we took that to heart every morning? How would our lives respond? And how would our workplace look if we, we took that and just really ran with it? You know, and so now I hope we can apply that in our everyday lives. And I, and I think about this. How many people have to deal with someone that's selfish from time to time? Yeah. Sometimes it's a guy in the mirror, right? I mean, just being honest, it's, it's not fun. It's kind of ugly, isn't it? You're going, come on, man. How old are you? You know, because we know as, as we mature, especially as we mature in Christ, we should be more like Christ. Amen. But you know what? God's still doing the work on us. And, and I think about it. I said, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's downright ugly. It's, it's not very Christ-like. And I guess the best way to put it is, is, you know, it's, it's just not good, you know. But Christ is all about sharing. If you think about sharing the gospel, sharing his love, sharing his grace, sharing his forgiveness. But when we get so focused on ourselves, you're really just looking out for number one. And we miss out on so much more. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, you think about it, I know people that won't uh, venture out in, in relationships because, you know, they don't want to take the time or the investment or anything like that. But what happens is as time goes by and, and you're in a situation and you need a friend or you need a ride or you need something, you find it. Wow, I burned a lot of bridges. I worked with a guy for 20 years, 20 years and, and not picking on anybody. I'm just a situation. Uh, and he became very bitter towards everybody. I, I prayed with him. I talked to him, different things. And, and I, Lord, help me. Am I causing some of this? I'm sure I got a piece of the puzzle, you know. Uh, but to see over the time that that man's life, it just isolated him off from so much. And then when, it, when he really needed somebody to go to bat for him, you know what he got? People walked away. And it's really sad. Because a lot of times, you know, uh, 
I'll say this. I, I preached a, a funeral yesterday, and I, I say this many times at funeral, funerals. I think a lot of times you preach your funeral before you get there. You hear what I'm saying? You've already preached your funeral before you got there, the way you lived, the way you treated others, and everything else. So, you know, let us look at, at how we can share uh, different things. You know, the gospel, I, I, you know, the gospel message. You know, times say, well, Pastor, but I like sharing the gospel message. I do. Because I know the power of the message. I saw what it's done in my life. I see what it's doing in your all's life. I see the greatness of God that will come right where you are, no matter what. And so how much are we sharing that? I pray that we continue to share that. So what happens when we, we start looking inward all the time and not thinking about anybody else is that we miss out on a whole lot. You know, you miss out on uh, healthy relationships, on community, laughter, uh, help and memories. I thought about that, you know, shared a lot of memories yesterday. But we are made for relationships and it all starts with our relationship with Christ. Amen. When that relationship is centered on Christ, everything else is going to bloom and grow out of that. that that's, the, that's the launching point. And you guys might remember this from last week, and I won't re-preach the message, but I thought it still had some gas mileage in it, okay? It says, your view of God shapes all you do, all you are, and all you will become. I said, see, it's out of our relationship with Christ that everything else is set in motion. It really is. If you think about that, it, it, it's, it's going to affect your giving. It's going to affect the way you love your wife. It's going to affect the way you raise your kids, the way your wife loves you, the whole deal, how you treat others. You know, uh, even in the grocery line, it's amazing. How many of y'all been in line and you got two items and somebody's in front of you got 963 items? And then, yeah, yeah. And then they go, why don't you go ahead? That makes a difference. I mean, little things like that, you know? And there's some people, if you go up there just to get, look over there, like, I'm in line. I'm in line. You know, wow, man, is it really that important? Is that one or two minutes going to change, you know, anything? I think our act of kindness like that might change a whole lot of stuff in just one instant, one minute or something like that. So with that being said, let's go on and take a little look. Everybody's got their handouts, right? Let's take a look at this. Got a little reading today. A call to persevere. Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 said, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful and let us consider how to motivate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembly together as it is habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawn near. What day? When Christ returns. Amen. When Christ is returning. Amen. Well, let's take a look. I love that heading. I love that. I call to persevere. We need to press in, don't we? It's not sitting on the sidelines and everything else. Well, everything's okay. You know, when you don't get involved, not much changes, does it? Uh, not for the good, usually. Not for the good. Usually things will just happen to just kind of go on down the road, go on down the road. Anybody that's ever made a difference in this world, they are, are, are focused on what's happening, aren't they? You think about that. They are, they're dead focused on that. If you're in, in sports or whatever, you're going to concentrate on on. Going over those plays, going over those plays. And a lot of times it's the basics. Going back to the basics. Going over and over and over. If you're in a band, how many times do you play stuff over and over and over? You know, all those things. So we need to, to hold fast to that. So I'm going to go back and pick this apart just a little bit and show you what God was showing me. Says, he says, keep the faith. Then he says, he who promised is faithful. So look at this. Where does the focus belong? On him. So many times I think we put too much focus on ourselves. Amen. Somebody say amen there. We really, really do. And then we get all bent out of shape because we say, man, I got this going on. I got this going on. But if we can put our eyes on Christ, things will change. We put too much pressure on ourselves. But put that same amount of effort into the faith in Christ and you're going to see things change. Amen. 
I can promise you that. Lives all over here, all over the world that have been transformed by trusting God, by just putting their faith in the Lord. So look at the next thing in 24. I said, check this out. He immediately points us to sharing encouragement with others. I always like to say it this way. Inward, upward, and outward. It forms a cross. Our relationship with the Lord, our praise in God, our communication with him, and then sharing what God's sharing with us, with the world. Inward, upward, outward. And I think if we take that uh, and look at that, we can always remember that by looking at the cross and that's what Christ has done for us. I said, see, coming together is so important when we look at like number 25, uh, verse 25. Encouraging one another, helping one another, and reaching out to others because the time is growing short. Do you believe the time's growing short? Anybody watching TV at all? Anybody got a newspaper? Anybody got a smartphone? What's going on out there? Anybody flip through the back of the Bible a little bit? Yeah, and these things will, will come before he comes back. Wars, rumors of wars. Man, plagues, all these different things. So, should we be scared? It's a little uneasy, but we should be encouraged to step up to the plate and persevere because you know what? The time's coming. The time's coming for Christ's return. So, who has God put in your path today, or will he put in this week, to share the gospel message? You'll be surprised the opportunities God will give you if you're available. Amen? I'm going to talk a little bit about my, my deal yesterday. I won't go too far into it. I told you a friend of mine, father died unexpectedly. He was like a second dad to me. Loved this guy. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I mean, this guy could have you laughing all the time. And, and when I talked to my buddy, he said, look, uh, this is when you're past. This is the type of uh, this is the type of what I want to say updates you get. This, you know, say, hey, look, are you coming to the funeral? Sure, I'm coming to the funeral. He says, uh. Well, I just want you to say a few words. We don't have to have a service or anything. Just say a few words. I said, well, what do you want? He said, well, just do what you do. So this is the type of prep work you get. <laughs> this is like, you're coming, right? Okay. You know, I've been to funerals before and I'm standing there and just saying, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. And they go, well, you need to preach. I was like, what are you talking about? You know, so always be ready in season and out. But we had a service yesterday and I got to share the message of Christ with over a hundred folks. And I kept thinking about that and thinking about that. Have it been a long time since you've seen somebody? Some of these people I hadn't seen in 20 years, right? And I was like, there's no way that I'm going to let them get out of here without knowing the good news. There's no way. And so you know what? That's what we got to do. We got to be ready in season and out. So let's take a look at this. We're going to jump on into one of the first things we're talking about and growing in the Lord. Share your heart with God. Amen. It starts here. Can somebody say amen with that? Everything starts with us coming to Christ. That's our foundation. You know? Going back to that funeral. And, and you know what? A lot of stuff I share is what I'm living. And so I, I just, it's just real life stuff. A man stood up yesterday and talked about my friend's father. He said, we have been friends for 70 years. 70. My buddy's dad was only 74. Four years old. He said, and we've been friends for 70 years. And he said, sometimes we weren't all that friendly. I said, but most of the time we were. And I wouldn't trade nothing for that. And I got to listen to some more things. And I thought, man, you just don't know how that foundation affects so many people. And we'll share about that a little bit more as we go. So the next thing here, sharing our heart with God, we need to meet with God, don't we? I said, it starts where you are. Just like Kevin, he'll start right where you are. He's not holding up scorecards. There's nothing that we're going to do that's going to shock God. Amen. Might shock your neighbors, might shock ourselves and everything else, but he knows everything. Right. And he still says, I love you. Isn't that amazing? 
I still love you. Does that mean anything goes? That's not, I never say that. I'm saying that the love of God and the sacrifices of Christ is greater than our sin. Aren't you glad? Amen. And when, the way we claim that is by faith. Don't let the enemy rob you of a blessing plowing backwards. Amen. Realize that God is more than enough. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. This is something the Lord was showing me. The more we give our, of ourselves to God, the more he can mold us like Jesus. Ever thought about that? I, I thought, well, man, that's, that's just so amazing. I'm going to give you a scripture to go with that. Ephesians 5, 1, it says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. How many, how many folks in here got some kids, grandkids, somebody, something, aunts, uncles, whatever, right now? You want your kids to represent you well, amen? How many times you go somewhere, you're scared to death, they're going to say something crazy, amen? You know you are. You know you are sometimes. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. But you know what? As we spend time and in, in, with them and we teach them and we love on them and we mold them, you know what? God's going God's to gonna do that and, and get them to where they need to be. Mom and dads, we can't get them where they need to be all the time, but we can show them the path and we can point. Amen. We can love them to that. But ultimately, Christ is going to draw them in. And we're going to stand in faith on that. I know there's moms, dads, grandparents, aunts and uncles to say, when, 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 you know, my dad did not have much hair when he left this place. I know he was saying, when, when is he going to straighten up? I will share something else with you. I went and like I said, going back to yesterday, I had a wonderful time. I saw my buddy's aunt Doris. I had not seen her in years. And she said, son, Lord, child, how you doing? I said, I'm doing good. And she put her cane down. She said, you know what? She said, I remember when you and your buddy Earl, my friend Earl, said, y'all were going to get married. She said, Lord, help them women in their lives. <laughs> she said, Lord, she said, how's your wife doing? I said, she's doing good. She said, I prayed for that girl. <laughs> See, when people know your background, they start going, oh, my gosh. Right? And, and I won't get too far there because I got a whole section on that. But I'm just telling you, I did not and still don't always, but I have desire to, Lord, help me to imitate Christ well. And when I blow it, Lord, forgive me and help me to keep pushing on. Because you know what? I know the more I give of myself to God, the more that God can do with. I got to get out of the way. I got to get out of the way. Amen. And so God is willing. I want to give you some scriptures to, to encourage you here. First Peter 5, 6. Take a look at this. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Humble yourself. You know, the Bible tells us a lot about being humble. And it doesn't mean being weak. It means giving God his proper place in your life. Amen. Putting him first. I'm going to give you another one here. Matthew 23, 12 says this. For those who exalt themselves will be humble and those who humble themselves will be exalted. The Lord is looking for those he can raise up and exalt. Those that can be a blessing and point others to Christ. Now, a lot of times when you think of, of folks that, you know, that, that are really making a difference, we think, you know, the people on TV or the people in, in high places has got a, a lot of leverage and stuff. But I want to tell you that in your everyday life, you can make a difference. Amen. As long as I know my buddy's father and I known him, I can't remember not knowing him. I didn't know a lot of things uh, that he was involved in. <coughs> Good stuff. All types of things. But he was a man that was pretty humble. He wasn't like, look what I'm doing. Look what's happening. This other thing like that. And as I took a moment for people to share their heart, there's over a hundred some people in there. Tall, small, big, white, black, 
people from Carolina, all over the place. He had touched a lot of lives. And the number one thing that I came out of that with that from the everybody talking was his compassion for people, his love for people. I had no idea. I was thinking about Sonny when I, after that. He was big on fishing. A lot of people don't want to stand up and say things at times. And I always say, hey, if you don't want to stand up or say anything, uh, you know, that's OK. It doesn't it doesn't diminish your, your feelings about how you felt about this person. But if you want to share them later, I'll listen. And I had people upon people grab me. And one lady said, if it was not for this man taking my son fishing over and over and over and keeping him off the streets and keeping him off drugs, I don't know where I would be. I didn't know that. It was a man that was a painter down the road. And my buddy's dad knew he was a painter. And when things would get tough and it was raining, he stopped by and said, hey, how you doing? Got a little something for you. Try to help him out. He had a relationship with the guy across the street that cut his grass all the time. And my friend's dad would pay him. But that was his friend. And his friend would take the money and put it in a jar. And at Christmas time, they come back and split it. Amazing, man. I never knew that. I knew he was always good to me. And I, and I look at those things and I see the compassion. I see the different love that people. He wasn't honking his horn. He was just doing what he could along the way. I encourage us to do what we can along the way. Isn't that just beautiful? You know, my buddy stood there. He said, I have never been so proud in my life. Because he didn't know all those things about his dad. His dad had touched so many different lives. And he didn't even know. He knew he was a great dad. He knew he was good to us in the neighborhood. And the reason I bring that up is because he was just an everyday guy. Doing what he could every time he could. What can we do with the power of God living in us? As we humble ourselves, man, and God will exalt us with the power of God living in us. It's amazing. What could we do if we set our minds to helping people? What could we do if we say, you know what, I could take that. I could do that. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? And who would get all the glory? God. We just want to point all the praise back to Christ. Just want to point all the praise back to Christ. But you know what? I'm going to go back to my statement. The more that we give ourselves to him, where is it at? To God, the more he can mold us like Jesus. How much of your heart does God got? I pray it's all. I'm not talking about you're half saved or anything. You know what I'm talking about. When you called on the name of Jesus, he came into your life and you were sealed. But how much are we giving him access? Amen. How much are we, we walking in the authority of what God has given us? How much are we studying his word? How much are we sharing our heart with God? Is it just when things are bad or is it all the time? Is it in everything or just a few things? I pray today that we, we take an inventory and see what's going on and just believe in what God has set in motion for us. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. Well, let God share his perspective. See, a lot of times we'll come to God and we'll give him our grocery list and then we go, okay, I'm done. But you know what? We have the power of access. I want you to think about this for a while. Do we really understand the power and privilege that we have coming boldly to the throne of God anytime? We have total access of a child of God. If there's one thing I think in most of our life, and I'll say it in my life, is sometimes, for whatever reason, I don't realize the access I have to God. I, I know it here. I know it here. But sometimes the waves get real big in the boat. The pain gets real bad in the knee. 
All those things. And they start ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. But do I listen to that small still voice and say, it's going to be okay? Do I listen and go back to his word and say, wait a minute. What does his word say? Wait a minute. He's met every need. Do I realize the power and privilege that I have in the name of Jesus? The Bible says that every name, every, every, every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess to the name of Jesus. Amen. That's who's living in us as believers. Wow. When we see that problem, when we see that, thing, when we see that sore arm, man, grab hold in the name of Jesus, man, Lord, right now we are praying healing on that body. Amen. You know, when we got saved, we got the total package. I say that a lot of times. He didn't say, well, you got a little bit of salvation. You got about, it's, it's not like your 401k where you diversify. You know, you got a little bit of healing in there. You got a little bit of saving. You got just, just a little bit. I got about 10% of uh, faith. and got uh, 14% over here today of grace. You got it all. So when you look at that pie chart of Jesus, amen, it's 100%. Totally everything. Total package. God living in you. His spirit in you. Somebody got to say amen to that, right? Let's keep on rolling. So what in that, what do we have? We have wholeness, the wholeness of Christ. You know what? We are made whole in, in him. I said our brokenness is mended. Our hearts are healed. Our sins are forgiven. Peace is provided. Hey, Jesus shared his riches with you, his blessings with you, his mercies with you. It's time that we see the things from his perspective. There is nothing like a changed life. Would you believe that? Would you say that's true? I remember one of my pastors told me, and I said, well, I don't understand this, and I don't understand that, and I don't know Greek, and I don't know this. He put his hand on the shoulder. He said, hey. I said, yeah. I was telling all the things I just didn't know. I know God's calling me to preach, but I don't know all this stuff. And he put his hand on my shoulder, and he looked at me. He said, buddy. I said, yeah. He said, nobody can argue with a changed life. I said, what? He said, God has changed your life. To share what God is doing. That was it. He didn't, he didn't say, well, man, you know, you got to have 17 credits and you got to do all these things and all. He didn't say that. He broke it down to the smallest thing for my little pea brain. He said, nobody's going to argue with a changed life. Why do you do that? Because my life has been changed. Why didn't you do that? Because my life has been changed. Why did you do that? Because I blew it. You know, but God said, come on back. That unconditional love, man. So I ask you this. This, this is a tough question. It's a tough question. I, I, I was talking to myself, talking to the Lord. And I, said, I said, what stops you from trusting God? Do we agree that God is who he says is? Amen. Do we believe that God's way is the best? Then why do we not trust him sometimes? Because we still got a little bit of us in us. Amen. We still got a little bit of me that needs to move over to the side so there'd be more room for Jesus to work through us. That's what I believe. And I'll tell you, man, from our last lesson, I said, one of the big things is I think we have the wrong view of God. If we have the wrong view of God, you won't see him for who he is. You won't trust him for what, what he's done. You see, we need to see him from his perspective, from his unchanging character. And we got God's word on it. We have his spirit. We have Christ as our confident hope of salvation. So I said, stop running from God and start running to God and drinking the inheritance that is ours. Think about that. The inheritance. You know, sometimes when you're dealing with different things with family and loss and things, 
Sometimes there's, there's inheritance and stuff. People think, oh, money, 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 money. But there's, there's a lot of obligations. You've got to close up a lot of loops, a lot of things, different things like that. I want to tell you that there's nothing to close up with God. It's only just to receive. Amen. It's already taken care of. He's already overcome. And it's all for us. All for us. Think about the privilege that we have in sharing the gospel. A privilege. Can you imagine? Can you imagine having the, the cure for the worst disease? Cancer is a pretty bad disease, isn't it? Can you imagine having the cure for that? And you just shove it in your pocket and you walk by. You just walk by. You have been entrusted with something greater than any of those things. You've been entrusted and I've been entrusted with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The truth of his word. That's powerful. That's powerful. And you know what? Been studying this week and studying this week and studying this week on healing and different things like that. And we, you know, a lot of times people teach on healing this. If you look at Jesus, you know what he did? He just preached the kingdom of God. He just talked about what his dad was doing. He talked about this is the deal. This is it. Preaching the gospel message. Right? I thought that was so amazing that my mother-in-law's eye gets healed and we're just preaching Jesus. I don't mean just preaching Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying it's the total package. Amen. So we, we like I said, going back to that pie chart, we think we got to do a little of this, a little of this, a little of this. Man, let us focus on God and get his perspective. Say what God says about us. Use his word. Stand on his word. Understand we got power of the whole, the power of access to, to come to him. We have wholeness in Christ. So what stops us from trusting God? Again, I really believe that we don't get his perspective on who he is. Have you ever met somebody for the first time, but somebody had painted a picture of them? And you know what I'm saying? Man, you know that Jeff, boy. I went to school with Jeff. And the time time he gets here, you think, man, he's going to, you know, have a hatchet in his hand or something like that. You know? Or or, or I remember one time, this is a great illustration. I might have shared it, but it's worth sharing again. I was at a church one time and the pastor said, I just want to jump up here and tell you a few things. It's time to come clean. Everybody's sitting on the edge of their seat. He said, last night down at this nightclub, I saw, I think the guy's name was Don. He said, I saw Don out in front, in front of this car, slumped over this woman, all this stuff. Everybody's going, oh, my goodness. He just chewing his gum. Oh, Don, he was cool. And man, he just gave a few pieces of it. He was there. It was late. The music was still going out there in that nightclub. All the ladies going, oh, my goodness. People, I could see. He always had shifty eyes. Right? Whole thing. And then he said, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you something. You know he's a fireman, right? He was trying to save that woman's life. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, a minute ago you were railroading. He was like, people scooting over like this. Isn't that something? See, we can put the, the bad mouth on somebody and it's terrible. I think a lot of times we don't even realize it, that we do that to Christ because we, we represent him small when he's all. How do you mean that? What do you mean that? Oh, look like they're going to be a layoff. Oh, what am I going to oh, Right? Those are concerning things. Or something else comes up, pick, pick something. And we start going out there, and everybody says, what's going on? And you go, oh my gosh, I don't know. And they say, wait a minute, you told me God can do everything. Right? You told me you got total access. Why are you worried? You see what I'm saying? So 
do we, do we have the right perspective of God? I pray today that we make those adjustments and get the right perspective. And I also say that, that we watch our words when we're talking about our Heavenly Father, right? And we get worried about this and worried about that and worried about this. What do we say? How much does worry do for us, for the good? Not a thing. Has worry ever, 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 ever changed anything? That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but I just worry. <laughs> okay? But it doesn't do you any good. But what if? I say this. But what if God is who he said he is? That's what I'm banking on. If you can trust God, and I can trust God, to hold our <laughs> salvation secure for eternity, why am I going to get upset about some other stuff? I'm not sitting here to tell you that I got it all down. I'm preaching to myself first. I have to remind myself of those things. You know? I have to remind myself of those things. And, and I, I've come from a long line of warriors. I don't even know why we're on this, but I just want to share that with you. And a long line of My mom was a warrior, man. I'm telling you. Something else. I, I told y'all this before. She would call my mom, my, her, her mother, and say, well, what y'all worried about? I'd go, What? If she run out of things to worry about, she would call somebody and help them worry. I had never seen nothing like that. I can't tell her we got a doctor's appointment. If I tell her we got a doctor's appointment at 3 o'clock in the morning, she says, you're not here yet. I said, Mom, it's at 3 today. Well, I got to get my hair fixed. We pop three curlers in, Mama. We all right? She's like, she don't, oh, got to worry, we got to worry, we got to worry, we got to worry, we got to worry. Why? I tell her sometimes, I said, we're paying them, it's okay. We're paying them. They work for you. Well, I never thought about it that way. Don't worry about it. You got enough gas in the car? I think so. You know, anything, you know. And then if I tell her we're going to Smitty's afterwards, how many know where Smitty's is on King Street? You got to go there if you get out. If you get your, My mom only goes out like once a month. We go to Smitty's. And so we go and, and, and I don't tell her nothing. She said, hey, where are you going? I'm on that overpass. I said, I'm hungry. You're going to Smitty's, aren't you? I said, yes, I am. That's it. And then, see, I've learned how to deal with her a little bit. I used to say, well, what do you want? What do you want? I said, well, what do you want? Oh, I don't know. I said, well, the girl's coming out. It's a hamburger, hot dog, hamburger, hot dog, hamburger, hot dog. What's going to, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we'll take a hamburger. She said, I want a hot dog. Too late. <laughs> I said, you got to get going. You know, I do. I'm nice to my mom, but I'm just telling you. <laughs> so whatever you want, but you got, I'm trying to get that worry out of her sometime, you know. But you know what? We need to look to who God said he is. And I believe that that will help us in everything we do. So I want to take a look at this. This is an afterthought when I was working through this message. And the Lord showed me this about share. And this is what he laid on my I said, my heart. I'll just break it. Something happens after real encounters. Something happens after real encounters with God. Something happens in real encounters with your friend. You know, you ever done something? You had a really good time or a really bad time. You go, oh, or you go, wow, let's do that again. But when we encounter God, man, that touch from God, it's hard not to share it. It's amazing. Now, everybody doesn't have the same uh, encounter. Aren't you glad? Yeah, can you imagine? Oh, you got a burning bush, man. Me too. Oh, you got a burning bush? Yeah, everybody's out there. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. What are you doing? I just carry this because I got a burning bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy? Hey, look out. You know? No. God speaks to everybody different. And sometimes it's through the most unlikely person. It's crazy. 
on my last leg of my rock and roll stuff, right? I had to do some of these, these last little log. I gave my word. I was going to go ahead and said, I'm getting out and stuff. And, and there was a lot of stuff going on and everything. And I was laughing and carrying on and all this stuff. And I had this big guy grab me. He said, come here. I said, yeah, what's up? He said, you don't need to be around that. I said, I was just, out, I was just on the outside looking in. I said, he's telling me. Not that he was any better, but I thought, what? He said, that's trouble. You get over here and you hang out over here. Yes, sir. Because he saw stuff coming. He saw it unfolding. See, people in the world, sometimes we think, oh, they don't know nothing. No, he knew something. He said, and you know what? Before the night was out, I said, oh, I'm glad I went over there. That's not good. He just said, give me one of those. Never would have thought that guy right there would have said something to help me, to protect me, or anything else. He snatched on me like a rag doll, man. I was like, what's up? Come on. Amazing. I thank God for folks. God putting people in our lives like that. It can be anytime, anywhere. Something happens after a real encounter. What has happened in your life since Christ came into it? It can be daily. It doesn't, have, it doesn't have to be a one-time deal, right? God wants us to meet with him all the time because we got total access. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, let's roll. I'm going to keep it rolling. So share the truth with others. I love this. The gospel was made to share. Woo, come on. Jesus never tells us to be quiet about our faith. He said, go into all the world and share the message. I got ready to preach the funeral yesterday. I walked up there. I said, can I have your attention for just a minute? I said, on behalf of my family, just want to thank everybody for the cards and support. And I said, they only wanted me to say a few words, but y'all hold on. And half the people said, amen. Because they know, they said, ooh, you got to tell them a few words, <laughs> right? Because they know, you know what? I'm not willing to let anybody go without knowing the truth. I'm not willing to turn around. See, we, we are accountable for giving that message out. Amen. Angels don't even do that. We're accountable for that. Amen. He said, go into all the world and share the message. Now, like I said, you don't have to put somebody in a headlock or anything else. But you know what? Mm, mm, I'm going to just go to the next one. Let's look at this. We have been commissioned to do so. And I thought about that. You know, a lot of times we act like it's an option. Ah, the preacher does that. Ah, the worship leader does that. No, we all are supposed to do that. Everybody, you can do it in your own style, your own fashion, just like Tanya. Just give you some options there. We got Bible tracks. Put them, put them under somebody's window, uh, windshield thing. Anybody got bills? I say that sometimes. Put them in your bill, but put the check in with it too. Okay, yeah. You know we could do that, but there's ways to do that. There's ways and opportunities to do. I had a buddy. He had a guy, and I do this. Anybody get telemarketers? You can share some Jesus with a tele. Yeah, you can share some Jesus with a telemarketer. You know what I mean? They're on the clock. They're getting paid anyway. They might as well hear about the good news, right? I cannot tell you. I bet you I've led probably four or five people to the Lord trying to sell me satellite TV, up my Cox cable, and uh, reordering a guitar part. No, hey, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Had another one of my buddies do the same thing. I, I got the idea from him. He says, you know what? The Lord just laid it on me. This guy was calling me, kept calling me back. He said, hey, look, I ain't buying nothing, but I listened to your spiel. Now it's my turn. The guy called him back the next week. He said, man, I went to, I went to church with my, my girlfriend. I got saved. Thanks for prompting me. Thanks for breaking it down for me. 
He got a payday like nothing else, man. Amazing. But so many times we think we have an option. And, 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 you know, I look at this. I said, you know, he's given us our word to share it with friends. We got accountability. I said, listen to this. What answer could you possibly give to God that would be okay not to share the gospel? You know, can you imagine? I don't know exactly how it's going to be. But when you get there, I know our sins are forgiven and all that. But just what if God said, what did you do with my Jesus? Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to offend anybody. Can you imagine? We were in Bible study five years ago, and Tim said this statement. He said, I can't imagine going into heaven on an escalator and passing people going down an escalator going to hell that I didn't tell about Christ. That revelation he shared, that's probably been five years ago. I always think about that. That was just something that he, that he just said, can you imagine that? Hey, can you imagine going and man, woo, praise the Lord. Now, I don't know if it's going to be like that, but I'm just saying for a minute, just think of those faces passing by that you, you didn't want to share with or I didn't want to share with or I didn't have time to. I didn't want to. I, well, they should know by now. Hey, that's no excuse. Our job is to share the gospel. Amen. It, it doesn't matter. I said, you know what? I don't know what answer I would give. And so, you know what? That's why I'm going to use this big mouth for Jesus. And, and that's it. You know what I mean? I'm going to share everywhere I go. I pray my last breath, I'm still pointing somebody to Jesus. Is that because my life's so perfect? Absolutely not. Is that because I'm some super Christian? No, not at all. It's because I believe this right here. I believe this message. And I believe it's the only message. Amen? It's the only message. I'm not going to dilly-dally. I'm not going to talk to you about dinosaurs. I don't care about Buddha. I don't care about none of that stuff. I want to tell you about Jesus. That's it. Look at his word. This is the deal. Still got a number one bestseller, right? <laughs> got more Bibles out there than anyone. The problem is, I don't know how many people's reading it. We need to be reading his word, amen? So, what else are we going to be talking about? Don't block the blessing. You've got the answer. You have the information. And a lot of times we just sit on that. A lot of times people are not ready to receive that right now. But it's amazing as you keep loving them, God will do the work and draw them in. And who cares if you're the one that leads them to the Lord as long as they get there? I told you before, I talked to this guy hours on end, hours on end, hours on end on the phone. I said, what would keep you from giving your life to the Lord? I don't know. I just don't know. I need to. I should. Maybe tomorrow. I'll... And he called me back the next day. He says, you know, I talked to my brother-in-law and I gave my life to the Lord. I think his brother said, man, you just need Jesus. Why don't you pray and ask the Lord? And he goes, yeah, you're right. And at first I was like, I've been telling you that for three days. But the Lord said, he's mine now. Who cares? You know? Or think I'm going to get some brownie points or whatever? No. You know what? He heard the truth at the right time. God touched him at the right time through the right person. You know, a lot of times, and this is okay, a lot of times people say, hey, I want you to come talk to somebody. I want you to come talk to this person. I want you to come talk to this. And that's okay sometimes. But my thing is, would you tell them? Because we're trying to make disciples, right? Because I can only go so many places. You can only go so many places. So now we're planting that word in your life. I'm not saying that you wouldn't come and encourage somebody and everything else like that. But I'm saying, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. You know, why don't you tell them? What do you want me to tell them? Tell them about Jesus. Did you tell them? No, I didn't tell them. You tell them. You know? Okay. 
But I want to encourage us all to be tellers of the greatest love story ever told. Amen. All of us share the truth. Amen. What else do we got? What you receive freely, freely give. That sounds simple, isn't it? You know, it's amazing. There was a guy, this popped in my head when we were growing up. The guy got in a terrible car wreck and he got a large settlement. Back then was a large settlement. I think it was $20,000. We say, how many zeros is that when we were little? $20,000. But the man had some back problems and some other stuff like that. And he squandered that. I don't know if I would say squandered that. He spent that on his friends or so-called friends so fast. And when the money was gone, so were the so-called friends. And I learned that at a very young age. I was about 14, 15 years old. He said, hey, you want to go down here and such and such? I said, well, I don't have any money. He said, man, I didn't ask you any money. I said, do you want to go? I said, uh, no, I'm all right. Because the Lord was showing me even at that young age, you're going to need that money one day. He's going to need that other surgery that he was talking about. But the other guys, they didn't think that. Yeah, man, you going to buy some beer? You going to go down here? Hey, can we get, can, can we get, they, wouldn't, they, they didn't want to take a cat. They want to take a limo. People can help you spend your money fast. Amen. Amen. I mean, fast. I mean, you know, they're looking, you're looking at a 19 inch TV. They go, I wouldn't get it. I don't see why you don't get a 65. Yes, right. that's right. It's over there like that. You got people. But they don't even want to help you carry it back to the house. Well, you got that type of money down to deliver it. It's amazing. It's crazy. I don't know why we do that. But you know what? What you freely, what you receive, freely give. What has God freely given us? Grace, life, mercy. Who else? What else? Amen. All the things we talk about so many times. Why wouldn't you pass it on? Why wouldn't you pass it on? Yesterday, I looked across at that congregation there, over 100 people. And I thought, there's so many people that I haven't seen in so long. It's always funny to me when you get up ready to go up there and they're talking and people are cussing and yelling and everything. Yeah, man, how you been doing, man? That's good and all this. And they say, what you doing? I said, I'm getting ready to preach this. They go, oh, praise the Lord. (laughs) It's it's amazing. Or then they go, I saw this one guy. He he just kept looking. I was talking and I was talking and he was looking and he goes, I said, yeah, man, what's going on? He said, you used to play in a band, didn't you? I said, yeah. He said, you had longer hair. I said, I had, I had better looking hair than what I had. I said, I haven't seen you in 30 years and probably 30 pounds. He said, uh, what happened? I said, God showed up. He said, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. We want to keep everybody in that little box that they were back here. Want to keep them in, you know, when, when t- people haven't seen my kids in a long time, they call Jesse Thomas. Thomas, 23 years old. They'll see Jesse and they'll think it's Thomas because you haven't seen him. They say, how's the drums? He goes, uh, I played a trumpet. You know, because we still in our minds, we, we, we can't move forward sometimes on things like that. Going back to that. I saw, I saw my friend. I remember when this girl was born. 20, she was 28 years old. She got an eight year old daughter. And I used to play music with her dad. And I talked to her a little bit and, and I did the message and I noticed something. She, she would come over and she would ask me more questions about the Lord. She would ask me more questions about, so, so uh, how did that happen with you? Different things like that. Because you know what? God was tugging on her heartstrings. 
tugging on our heartstrings. Something else I think people don't understand. A lot of times when we, we do a funeral or something like that, it's a celebration of life if you know where they're going, amen? amen? You know? See, a lot of times people think, oh, man. See, I think my buddy thought he was going, oh, man, I just don't, I don't think I could take any more heartache. His aunt grabbed me. She said, I have never laughed so much at a funeral in my life. Thank you. I said, he didn't want it like that. This guy was funny. I'm not taking all my time to talk about my friend's father. I'm telling you about a situation which was an opportunity to share the truth with others. What opportunity will God give you? Hey, it might not be a funeral. It might be a wedding. It might be something else. Whatever that is. It might be standing in line, right? Letting somebody go. How you doing? It might be buying somebody's groceries. It might be receiving something. I told you that before. I've been in line and I said, the lady said, can I, can, would you like to get in front of me? I've got five items. You've got three. I said, good. I said, can I buy yours? She said, oh no. And the guy behind her said, you can buy mine. <laughs> and I thought, no, I can't. I don't have that much with it. I'd like to. But you know, sometimes I'm, what I'm saying is sometimes we won't receive it. I pray that you receive this message that, that, that it falls good on your heart, that it's just encouraging to you. Amen. Look at this. I said, may God place an urgency in us today to proclaim and share his message. There was a study I did some time ago, and I believe it probably could be a higher number than this. Did a, we could Google it or something like that if y'all want to. But at one time I looked this up. It said 150,000 people die a day. 150,000 people die a day. And many of them don't know Jesus. Let me ask you a question. Y'all ready for this? Here you go. Raise your hand, jump out with the answer, whatever. If someone dies and does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, where do they go? Where? That's a real place, right? It's in the Bible. It's terrible, isn't it? Just what we read on that. Does that concern you? Does that concern you? It should concern us because we don't want anyone to perish. So I want to motivate, activate, encourage us to share the good news Time is running out. We cannot continue to be comfortable and just go, yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah. And you know what? Don't feel like you got to get them to church to, for them to hear it. You're a walking church. Amen? We're, we're a little Christ. He has poured into you everything you will ever need to share the greatest news ever. Amen? I, I hope we're hearing that today. I hope we're hearing that today. So I want to extend this to you. Somehow, some way, this week, Ask the Lord to use you and step out in faith. Amen. Step out in faith some way and share your faith. And I just pray that his presence just fills us up. And I said, you know what? We have a choice. See, a lot of times we, we, we think, oh, well, you know, I don't know. You got a choice. You can, you can just walk on by or you can step on in. And I pray that we are raising up folks and disciples here that will step in, get out of the mud, get into the flood of what God's got going on. And, and be diligent in pursuing what God has called us to do. What has he called us to do? To share the good news with everybody. Everywhere. I think the number one reason is that we don't share. Is because you know what? We just don't believe who we are in Christ. I spend a lot of time going over that. Who we are in Christ. And when the waves get big on the boat. We can question that. But if you want to get the right answer, go to the right place. And if you want to go to the right place, you got to go to the right source. And the source is Jesus Christ. It is his word. Amen. It is his truth. Let's look at this. Uh-oh, not that one. Too, too. Click happy. This statement, let's, let's live it this week, okay? Y'all read it with me. Hebrews 10, 24. 
Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Father God, I thank you today for your message. I thank you that you know what? When we share your message, it's something that just comes and just uh, is life changing. And I pray, God, that each one here has, has received that life-changing message. If there's one here today that has not called on the name of Jesus, I pray that today is the day. What must I do to be saved? Believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. But you know what? God said, I got a free gift for you. His name is Jesus. Amen. Unwrap that gift by faith. Lord, come into my life. I believe you're the son of God. Forgive me of my sin today, Lord. I'm placing my heart, my trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ, Lord. Save me. And you know what he says? Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Let me tell you, that's the power of the gospel message. That's the power right there that's life changing. That's the life that the people can't argue with because you know what? It's been changed. Doesn't mean that we're perfect in everything we do here, but in the eyes of God, we have been made perfect because we are perfected in that of Christ, the perfect sacrifice. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do you believe that? Do you understand that? Do you understand the love and the grace and the mercy that God has for you? Take that and just walk that out this week, I pray. Father God, I just pray that we are more like you. And the only way we become more like you is to stay close to Jesus. You talk about you in your word, that you're the vine and I'm the branches. If a man remain in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. And then it says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Father, we want to be doers of your word. We want to be great reflections of your love. Father, forgive us when we fall short. Strengthen us, Lord, this day. Fill us with joy. I pray healing over each one here today. I pray just, just peace, love, and just the faithfulness of God to just show on their face today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.